You're listening to The Comedy Cellar, live from the table, on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to The Comedy Cellar Show here on Sirius XM Channel 99. My name is Noam Dwarman. We're at the back table of The Comedy Cellar um, with two of our, uh, we have three guests, but two of them are of our most, uh, like, truculent uh, guests, kind of like our best of truculent 2017 uh, Mr. Paul Mercurio, who uh, was responsible for one of our, our great um, greatest episodes where he walked out in a huff and uh, was uh, radio goal, had a fight with Dan, but Paul has his own mic today. Paul is an attorney. I went to my, he went to my safety school, Georgetown University. Uh, <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Every time. That's, that's true. And then uh, uh, Ray Allen uh, um, is, uh, what's, what's, your, what's your credential? What's my title? I'm a comedian, a host, a producer, uh, the king of Aruba. Whatever you want to say. Aruba Ray Allen. Okay, and I have my 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 co-host, um, the fantastic Mr. Dan Natterman. Got a brand new check in his pocket, and a guest of honor, Mr. Justin Peters, is a correspondent for Slate Magazine. He authored a recent story about how he watched nothing but Fox News for three consecutive weeks. True wow. story. True Just, story. And, and he lived to tell wow. about it. I did. Like, t- talking to Mike again, so I'll make you a little louder. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. For, first, Noam, the listeners yeah. okay. want to know the situation between me and Paul as it currently stands. Oh, jeez. Because um, Paul and I had a fight on the show because... Uh, okay. He, Sorry, he, Justin. You'll have to wait. Go ahead. He, uh, <laughs> we had not enough mics for everybody, and I... Um, Pulled the mic away from him. You, you, it was we all. I mean, t- history. Uh, you know, when was this? This is like six, six, eight months well, ago. His, quite a, quite history sees things clearly, and history has shown that Paul was right and, and you were wrong. And even I think even you uh, acknowledged that. Uh, um, you can so, go right, Dan. I think look, it was a misunderstanding. It's, it's water under the bridge. How about that? Okay, it's water under the bridge. Um, you know, I, I would just say that uh, it was not against Paul. It was against uh, the fact that there were too many people and not enough mics. Paul happened to be in the. Uh, in the, it would have been anybody, I mean, not Godfrey, because he would have kicked my ass, huh. or somebody, you know. You well, would have yeah, done it to Judd Apatow. The only, and just, uh, I'm going to say one thing, and then I'm, I'm done with this. Um, Sorry, Justin. <laughs> I totally get it. You know, there were too many people, but there were ways to do it, and the way to do it wasn't on the air twice to say, why is Paul here? And then the third time, pull the mic away. You just come over, give me a note, ask me to leave, and I would leave. But it's all good. I'm good with it. It's not water under the bridge. Steve, you, you think Lou can cut in a, pre, a little bit of that old episode in, into this? Oh, be, let it see, go, see will you? Is, is this the first time you guys have seen each other since then? Yeah. No, no, I've seen him, but I mean, we haven't seen. spoken. We but haven't I'm spoken. glad it's all uh, out of the way. We're starting 2018 off with a clean slate. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm still upset about it. I'm still upset with Dan about it. I, I think it was terrible. Well, because I was upset with you because uh, you be, don't be, want to plan each week the guests, and we end up having chaos. God forbid there's any spontaneity. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, 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 I, I literally asked Paul a question and handed him the mic, and you got up and had a hissy fit. Fuck, man. No, he's just teasing no, you. Not, I'm not being a dick. Somebody has to, you know, we had guests booked. I want to, I'd love to book Paul. <laughs> Dave just walked in. I'd love to, Dave about? was, Dave, Dave wasn't booked. Dave, what, you told me before the show you want Dave here because Dave. Artie is here. Yeah, but listen. Okay, but, uh, so we have five so microphones, so have, a decision has to be made. Can I, and then I'll be done, and I won't even talk a anymore. A decision has to be made. So, so, Dan, and please. And Noam never wants to make a decision to limit it to five people. I'm sorry. Fuck yourself, man. You're a fucking asshole. But all right, you know. In listen. any case, we're starting 2018 off right <laughs> with all, uh, all uh, you know. Um, okay. Now, there's enough stress in 2018. We don't need to add to it. Now, I want to confront Justin. First of all, I'm a huge Fox News watcher. Really? 
and have been for years and years and years. And, I, and I'll say that Fox News has never been worse than it is exactly right now. Like I, literally at this moment, it's literally never moment. been worse. No, like this lineup is the most uninteresting, uh, uh, non-intellectually stimulating lineup I've ever seen in Fox. It used to be... And much more biased than most. Yeah, I well, think. it used to be that just like Hannity was... Um, you know, no surprises. It was a, a, a flack for the Republican Party. But then the rest of the primetime lineup was interesting to me. And I've always found O'Reilly's show interesting. I, you know, you know I, even, even if I knew where he was going to come out, at least O'Reilly liked to bring in a guest that was going to argue with him and tussle with him. And, and Yeah, well, and, he had Dennis Miller on. I mean, Dennis Miller was funny, you know, like he had him on like every now and again. Like, and it was, he came from a background of... Actually, like doing news, like Hannity will, you know, just blatantly say, "I am not a journalist. I'm a talk show host." And yet, on his show, he presents himself as a journalist. He's got all the trappings. He's got the sort of suit, and he's shuffling the papers. And to people who don't read his interviews um, and aren't particularly critical thinkers, they're like, "Great, well, this is the news." Yeah. But it couldn't be farther away from the news, and that's pretty, you know, straight through from their primetime lineup. And, and he was nasty. He would make fun of Obama, like if Obama would have a pronounce a war I remember Obama pronounced a corpseman wrong I remember that like corpsman, corpsman. and he would just you know belittle Obama I was like well O'Reilly wouldn't do that O'Reilly 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 I think was a more intellectually uh, honest he, he O'Reilly liked a good debate and, and O'Reilly liked ideas where Hannity really he is just o a partisan O'Reilly and Megyn Kelly did not feel like they were carrying pails of right, water so then for Megan, the and, so, and then they got even so Megyn Kelly wasn't particularly partisan at all I mean she skewered Dick Cheney famously she, and then Greta wasn't partisan really and so that was basically the primetime lineup for a long right. time now Laura Ingram is literally unwatchable and detestable and, and just you know totally I, I find her despicable Tucker Carlson, who I thought started out okay, I mean, like he did this thing the other night about immigration statistics, and it was totally disingenuous. And well, he that, that's his whole thing. Carlson does this thing where he presents a veneer of debate, as in he comes in and he will present himself as if he wants to have an actual conversation right. with his guests. And I'll even say things like, I'm just asking questions. I just want to know. But you watch him long enough, three weeks will do, you know, and uh, you get to realize that what he's doing is he's prepping all day to come up with these really sort of unanswerable questions, and then, gotcha questions. And do, an, and do a gotcha and then attack in a very sort of demeaning way. Yeah. But he, but he seems to be coming more and more, and I've noticed progression, more and more uh, not intellectually dishonest about the positions he's taking leaving leaving uh, he's a smart guy I presume leaving aside, leaving out more and more often he leaves out key facts that a reasonable person in good faith would offer if they were trying to present a balanced p a picture and uh, I remember initially like I, I remember I would see Tucker Carlson like can see oh you know I hadn't thought of that. that's a good point he seems to be, I don't know if it's the rating, I don't know if these Trump ratings are just like corrupting them all. Because this, on the, on the other side, it seems to be happening to Morning Joe on the other side. I used to watch Morning Joe, find it very interesting as a debate. Now it's just like vehement anti-Trump. And I know that there's responsible opinions out there who would disagree with some of the, and the old Morning Joe would have had those people on. Then you don't see them. Like, you know, Dershowitz or any of the people writing in the Wall Street Journal or, or Andrew McCarthy from um, National Review, Review yeah. who are writing interesting, thought-provoking pieces that make you think about what's going on with the Trump issue. 
Joe doesn't have any interest. No, well, there's very little room for moderate opinion with uh, the Trump administration. That's one thing we've seen over the past year. Well, but it, I think that's the case because of the network revenue stream dictates that. If you take a middle position, a year at all, I've gone on Fox News a bunch of times. If you go slightly against... Hannity. Hannity, Hannity, Hannity. Yeah, Hannity and all of them. And Hannity. If you go slightly <laughs> off the message, you get attacked on Twitter, you get berated... And and so because I think a, a Tucker, I think it's valid what you said about him. And I feel like, well, I think he realized it's feeding red meat to the lions. You know, you 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 you, you, you get you get those sort of outrageous points of view, and, it, the, but, and your ratings go up. But I'm going to accuse Slate of doing exactly the same thing, <laughs> and I bet you you can't defend it. So I I read your article, and your article essentially said that that uh, it wasn't that bad. There were a lot of good things on Fox, and you liked the Five a lot, and you thought Shepard Smith was excellent. I'm doing this from memory, and um, there were a bunch of things on uh, the, the the straight newscasting was pretty straight, and James Rose and a lot, a lot of and the, um, was there Harris Faulkner and the yeah out, and uh, outnumbered yeah uh, outnumbered. There's a lot a lot of good stuff. So and I remember reading it. I said, oh, that this is kind of my impression of Fox, that it's, it's really not as bad as people say, although I do think it's gotten worse even since your article came out, since Laura Ingram took the spot. But, so what is what is Slate Magazine put as the headline of his story? I can only consider it a form of brain damage. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> this is the headline they put on your story. That is as unfair, that is as distorting of a, of a news story as any Fox news story has ever been, because that would never be the headline of your of your story. Well, I mean, I own it. They're like, I, I don't write the headlines. You can't, you can't defend that. I, I did write that line in. Uh, yeah, in they, the took story. Out, they took the it. The story's out. in. Uh, the, the, the lines in the story. So, yeah, but, but no, the, I got to own that. Like, no, the line is from the story, but the, but it's not the, it's not your description of watching Fox News for a week. No, I mean, look, <laughs> it, you, you read the whole piece, and like, it's clear that you know, if you judge Fox exclusively and solely by the number of programming hours, right? You know, rather than the relative attention given to you know various slots, yeah. that you know there's stuff on there that is f- basically indistinguishable from that which you would find on any competing news network. Right. You know, Shep Smith's show, I think, is uh, a model of what you know breaking news reporting on cable news um, can be. You know, they've got some anchors who are clearly dedicated to um, sort of the actual news, albeit with a slight right slant, but, you know, it's right. it, it's Fox. It's yeah. what you do. Yeah. You know, I, I guess my big takeaway from the piece is that the bad stuff, the stuff that really does not resemble news insofar as it has traditionally been understood and known since sort of news gathering, you know, for money was a thing, uh... It's so far off of that sort of standard that it really overwhelms the rest of the good stuff. And, you know, the good stuff or in context of, like, Fox is all in these low-leverage hours where, you know, it's only homebodies and people in airports who are watching. The <laughs> money is made at night. And the money is made increasingly by sort of carrying water for uh, the Trump administration, no matter how sort of... Um, unjustifiable one might think some of the things coming out of the White House are. It's amazing, but but is that different than what you see on M- MSNBC? I don't know. I don't watch MSNBC. <laughs> I really don't. People I, don't think, have... I don't think it is that different. I think I think MSNBC has its agenda and figured out. You know, its ratings skyrocket when they take 
a, you know, an anti-Trump position. But the other thing that I think is interesting with MSNBC and CNN is they keep saying, when is this guy going to be a traditional president? He's never going to be, and they can't get their head around sort of the outside-the-box way that this whole administration functions. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I think at this point, if you don't realize that the Trump administration is never going to sort of like revert to the norm, right? Like, I don't know where you've been, you know, right, for the exactly. past year. Like, yeah. it, that's as clear as anything. Well, yeah. when you say revert back to the norm, I mean, it, maybe I mean the message is always the same. I mean, they're just rich guys helping out other rich guys, and I mean that's that sort of is the norm, you know. I mean, well, I most presidents I don't tweet like he did. I think it's the it's the tweets, it's the infighting, it's the, it's the whole. It's it's really and, and his election too just turned a lot of the traditions on its head. Yeah, and it's like waiting for snow at Christmas and it's July and you're still waiting for yeah. snow. Yeah, I, I, I guess I mean the behavioral norm that mm. has sort of I think been set I know, by um, other presidents. I think, I'm gonna know, I think I know what Justin's thinking right now. Why is the person that was introduced to him before the show I'm as try, co-host... I'm trying to find the... <laughs> uh, not said a word and I'll explain that. Okay. I was just uh, assuming you were still upset about the no, microphone. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're exactly right. He's starting fact, trouble now. <laughs> I know he's right. Well the done. fact is, no. Uh, the fact is I don't... I, I've never seen Fox News. What? I really? Thank you for having me on the show. <laughs> I've seen a few clips. You've been um, on Red Eye? I, w is that on Fox the, News? Oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't watch that the late, the, late, the late Red Eye, which <laughs> I love doing. Yeah. Um, I've watched some clips of Tucker Carlson, some of which I've enjoyed, some of which I think he's kind of an ass, but depends. But Did a gig with Tucker uh, Carlson. Mostly I just... Um, I, I, I check my my the, the price of my Bitcoin uh, and, <laughs> uh, and 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 uh, read French uh, uh, books and... Um, uh, that's about it, and I've, I've been watching... Uh, You're painting a picture of an incredibly boring human uh, being. Watching Stranger Things, or oh, I finished the first two seasons, but I'm just not in a position to comment on Fox News, but don't take it personally. Do you watch the news, then? I get my news. Uh, if I if I get any news, it's usually the French. Uh, I get it from French. Really? News. What are they French saying in, in France? The same, the same thing, except it's in French. You know. hmm. uh, do, they, do they give their, their opinions about Americans and our culture in the newscast? Well, they do. Yeah, you know, they're obsessed with us like the whole world is. Sure. Are you French? Do you no, speak not French? at all. No, no. I, I've been studying French now for a number of years. It's sort of a hobby of mine. Uh, it's an obsession. Um, don't ask me why. I, won't. Uh, it, I will it, not it, ask. It all started off years ago when I was trying to avoid my roommate, I would go to the bookstore. Well, whilst at the bookstore, <laughs> I needed to do something. The obvious thing would be to read books. And I saw a book on French. <laughs> French books. Well, I took it off the shelf of French the Fast and Fun Way. I started to read it. Oddly enough, I enjoyed it, you know, which is weird because in high school I hated studying languages. Anyway, I don't want to get bogged down. No, I'm uh, hit I, it. I, I want to tell you one thing. <laughs> now, now, let me tell you, I predict that after watching Fox for three weeks, you're watching more Fox on the slide than you would care to admit. For instance, I bet you you're watching Brett Bear's show still at five. Is it on at five o'clock or six o'clock? I haven't, I haven't watched uh, an hour since. I don't since, know, Brett uh, Bear from the Chicago Bears. Thing do, do you watch something else at that hour? No, I don't watch, I don't watch shit. Like, I haven't, oh, I, you don't watch? I haven't watched TV, basically, since um, the experiment ended. I would say... Like, he's so much better than that sexual harasser, Chris Matthews. <laughs> 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 you heard Chris Matthews in trouble now. Is he? What, yeah, yeah, what did yeah. he do? Uh, you, in the workplace? you want to say what he did? I don't know. Well, I... I honestly don't know what he did. Like he, he got accused of of, of, uh, of sexual jokes and a, a hostile work environment. Not quite sexual harassment, uh. but... He's, he's Quote no unquote angel. inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we're gonna like, you know, name news people who have yeah, gotten it. in trouble for yeah. you know sexual harassment, you know, 
Fox has had plenty of those, you know, like uh, O'Reilly. I think O'Reilly uh, got a bum rap, and I can prove it, but I'm not going to do it again. I've done it on this show. Really? I think he got a bum rap. Why do you think he got a bum rap? That's interesting. You, I think know. you thought it was more consensual, right? She, she was around for a long time? Well, okay. I, I don't know all the... I only know what, I, what I'm able to research. However, I did, I did download and read very carefully the original complaint by Andrea Macris, is that her name, mm -hmm. against Bill O'Reilly. And it says the following. This is fascinating, okay? And, and it's amazing that the New York Times never put, uh, uh, mentioned any of this. So she was working at, uh, for O'Reilly, and apparently he was saying inappropriate things to her about get a vibrator if you, have, you don't have a boyfriend, stuff that he shouldn't have been saying. And she uh, then left to, to go to work for CNN. Then she gets in touch with him, and she says she's ready to come back to work for him again for the same money if he just won't say dirty stuff to her anymore. He says, okay, let's meet and talk about it. They, this is in her complaint. They meet for dinner in a restaurant, in a hotel restaurant. She describes him as being like uh, uh, intense and uh, creepy or something in, in the dinner. They agree to that she'll come back. And he says, I have a room upstairs. Uh, I'm watching election returns. You want to come up to my room? She goes up to his room to watch TV. Apparently nothing happens. Then... He goes, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go try to get your job back. Then he comes back to her a couple days later says, listen, I went to Fox. They won't give you the same money that you're making at CNN, but I can give you the difference out of my pocket. She says, okay. She agrees to go back to work at Fox, starts to tape record his phone conversations, and gets $15 million. If that doesn't sound like a setup, I mean, if you're being sexually harassed by a guy, why would you go back to work for him for the same money you were making already, and some of it coming out of his pocket. Well, him knowing that, why didn't why did he settle and why didn't he use well, all I, of that? I think there was her? there was some. No, he settled because he wanted he, he didn't want his wife to know and his kids to know whatever. Also, maybe there maybe there maybe there are with their other women yeah. too. Well, right? I'm not even sure if he settled that or Fox settled it. To tell you the truth, I, I'm not sure who paid. Sometimes the employer pays. Oh, really? Oh, um, from what I've read, like with the Macris thing and the sort of. A handful of others. I think it came out of O'Reilly's own pocket. Yeah, but you know, when a guy has that kind of money, it's hard. I, I'm, I, whatever it is. Sure. This, I mean, you're talking about the, the typical cases, like uh, somebody gets goes for a job interview, a job interview, and winds up in a hotel room, and you know, and and the guy, you know, starts groping her. This is a, a complex relationship by a woman who left, came back, meets in a hotel room. I mean, goes up to his hotel room. This is not a a, a simple matter, and that's just her side of the story. We don't even know his side of the story. And, uh, you know, the last incident with Lise Wheel, I don't know anything about that, except that it was a 15-year relationship. Whatever went on was going on for 15 years. And that, to me, just as a guy who's lived and had relationships, that's a complex relationship. And I'm not saying he didn't do anything wrong or anything. I have no idea what he did. I, and, I mean, judging Bill O'Reilly, he seems to be a guy who's certainly capable of doing things wrong, you know? <laughs> right. However... It doesn't seem to me it's the other kind of, like, guys who are hitting on strangers with no context, no relationship, you know, trying to just, you, you want to work for me, you're going to have to bang me. I, I don't know. I, I, get a, I get a weird feeling after reading that first, because the first one, when she gets the money, that's blood in the water. And we know how that works. And we're seeing blood in the water now as a society now. I mean, what, what, and, and blood in the water is a real thing. When somebody gets $15 million, everybody, especially these kind of mediocre Fox broadcasters who are, you know, barely lose, who are losing their looks and, you know, know they're never going to get hired again, they begin to start thinking, like, you know, I don't like the way he spoke to me. And I'll say one other thing. I have a friend who, um, 
works at a district attorney's office in Los Angeles, and he's a good man. He's not a harasser or anything. And he told me, he says, listen, we get complaints from women about men. And with some regularity, not, not, not like the majority or anything like that, but with some regularity, they end up falling apart. And we find out that it turned out she caught him cheating. She, she, she found out he got another girl pregnant. There, there, there are these stories, or she was broke or whatever. These stories do fall apart from time to time. And I know you're not supposed to say, supposed to say that, but that's just the truth. So I, I, I worry that Bill O'Reilly got a bum rap. And, I, and, the, and what disturbed me most of all is that when the New York Times wrote that story, if that had been a story about, like, Bill Clinton and Paula Jones, they certainly would have mentioned the other side. That, well, actually, she did go back to work for him, and she went up to his hotel room, and she worked for the same money. Like, uh, they didn't mention any of it. But well, why they, didn't conservative publications mention it? Wait, they don't have an agenda. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't come out for him either. I mean, <laughs> You know, supposedly O'Reilly, though, was also a jerk in the workplace, which yes. didn't help. You remember years ago, with the Marv Albert scandal, which I thought he got hosed because it was... It was he had had a relationship with this woman for a very long time. It was consensual sex. It was really ahead of its time, if you think about it. <laughs> but if that thing came out now, people would be like, it was completely consensual and she flipped out on him for some reason but he was also very well liked in the workplace he had a great reputation you know unlike O'Reilly but now, now O'Reilly's also been accused of dragging a woman by their hair down I mean he's, he's, and you've seen what's his, wrong his, with his, that his, no, and you've seen his temper I, I don't want to say that he's innocent I don't know I'm just saying that if that 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 um, court paper was not a convincing document to me of somebody's guilt at all. It sounded exactly like what you would do if you were trying to set somebody up. Exactly, like to the letter. So, and again, the key part is that to go back, knowing that some of the money's coming out of his pocket, when the guy has been sexually harassing you in the past, that just seems nuts to me, you know, and you're not even making any extra money. So you can you could download it and see if I'm, if I'm being accurate. I, yeah. think, I think I am being accurate. I haven't read it, but... Um, what about I, Frank? Should Franken resign? To. I mean, he did. Whether he should have or he shouldn't, he did. If you, we, <laughs> I mean, he did. Well, <laughs> that's, a, that's a slippery but what, answer. Wasn't, wasn't the argument that the, that it was the right thing to do for the party to say they're all taking the, the, the higher well, moral I, ground? I think the feeling was that if they needed to go after Roy Moore if he were elected, they were going to have less of a leg to stand on if Franken was still in. Same thing with uh, Conyers, who was, you know, 82. He's so an icon. Yeah, so the feeling was, <laughs> if we sacrifice our own, then we have legitimacy to say, you need to step down, Roy Moore. So I think it was a uh, wrong place, wrong time a little bit for Franken. You think you think Franken could ever run again? I think he should run again. I think he'd win. I bet you he would win. Yeah. yeah. Sure. I, I don't see why. I mean... I mean, look, everything passes with time, you know? Like, give it uh, enough time. You and don't know my wife, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Besides that, people's memories, most people's memories are so damn short, yeah. like, these days. Although like, Anthony Weiner, remember, he tried to run again, and that was a disaster. I yeah. mean, didn't he get in trouble again with, I like, something completely new? I mean, like, oh, yeah, if you, he's in jail now. If you screw up, like, secondarily, like, it's, that's on you. That's not on... Did he go to jail because there were minors involved? Minors, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a big one. Okay. People yeah. are not that forgiving of minors. Yeah. They'll forgive infidelity, whatever it is, but, but uh, the rest of it... And he had a picture of, him, of, his, of his penis erect with his son lying next to him. Was very. Well, you never had an erection on your bed with your, your son lying next to you? Actually, you know, last, <laughs> last night, you're right. This is the man who asked his son if he could... Oh, can I tell you it? Well, yeah, yeah, Paul, yeah, yeah. Paul's is son is, a, is of age, so, you know, it's okay Paul, then. Paul asked his son <laughs> if he could see his pubic hair. I just wanted to look at it to see what, what, how thick it's coming in. 
Does that seem normal so it was to just you? an academic interest. You wanted yes, to exactly. Like, I, I it's like you want. I, I wanted to study his penis for three weeks. For three weeks, like you did, yeah. And write about and, it. And his and his son being the only. He's like his son is like the Marilyn Monroe Munster of the Mercurial family, like the only normal one. His son's like, Dad, what the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> and Paul gets mad. This is all true. Paul really? gets mad. He's like, What the hell's the matter with you? I want to see your dick. And, never... my, and my explanation to that is twofold. First, growing up. In the boys' club, we would go swimming. They had a seven to nine age group, all boys naked swim, and no one thought anything bad about that. That's and an secondly, explanation. When you go to, to the sixteen-year-old, if you go to the gym to work out, you walk around in the shower and see a lot of men you don't know naked. Why can't I see my son naked? Just take your kid to the because, gym. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> cut out the middleman and just go straight right. to. The but, but you're describing going to the gym in order to see the men naked, rather than just like have you know no, as I part, part of being I, going there to work out and no, end no. up seeing people naked. The man's a scholar. He's interested in pubic hair. Thank you. <laughs> this is what they, do, this what they teach you, Dan, George. Dan Young. likes French. Paul likes pubic hair. Yeah, exactly. So I, I wonder what your, how your son, son. What's your son going to say about this 10, 15, 20 years from now? Dad. Well, I had him on my podcast and we talked about it. And he said, you're not, you're not doing it. You're not going to see it. And I'm like, I don't understand why. Because you're my son. I'm just curious to see. I'm not asking to look at his penis size or anything. Although that would be nice to see as well. It's more just wow. the pubic hair. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Holy shit. You thought, have a kid and we, then you realize. We, we, thought obsession, we thought Noam's obsession with this kid, you know, growing up and dating was a little much but this is this is I've never heard children? of this in my life no, Paul no kids. if but you do it's not normal <laughs> you do feel free to uh, look at their you had, a, you had a dad problem. right I did so you can put yourself in his son's position you know my dad did take me weightlifting like quite a bit when I was growing up and now I'm thinking back and I'm like was he is there another reason here like did he just want to see how it was coming in like <laughs> <laughs> see thank you I'm not alone Thank you. What? <laughs> well, you're a funny guy. What else? What else do you write about besides uh, Fox? Uh, all sorts of stuff. Um, I'm going to be writing about the Olympics uh, next month. Uh, uh, all. Um, well, what, what Olympics are we coming up South, on the summer? South, the, South Korea. South yeah, yeah, the South Dakota Olympics. Yeah, South Korea. South Korea Olympics. Is this the Winter summer Olympics. Summer or the winter? Oh, the winter. winter yeah, yeah. yeah. A valid question. You know, different hemispheres, yeah. different seasons. North, North Korea narrowly missed out on the bid. Well, what city in South Korea? Because there was Seoul, Seoul. Was in the summer yeah. games, just not. Rhythm that, and like Soul, 20, man. It's 20 uh, years ago. Pyeongchang. You see, this is the thing about the Winter Olympics. Summer Olympics is always a city that everybody's heard everyone's of. Everyone's heard of, yeah. Winter Olympics is just, do you got snow, do you got a mountain? <laughs> and sometimes they don't even have snow. In right. Sochi, they, yeah, didn't in Sochi they didn't have snow. Yeah. That was the whole thing. Where it was like 60 degrees there. What'd they do? They brought but like, in they, snow? They, they, they the trucked in snow. Oh. I mean... The Winter Olympics always in some place, like Lake Placid, which is a town of like two people in upstate New York. <laughs> you know, but that summer was a good Olympics. Olympics. Summer Olympics is Rome, Paris, Tokyo. Winter Olympics, Lake Placid. Um, so, but there's a, there's a whole political uh, layer to it now. Right? The, the North Koreans are not going to be in the Olympics, are they? Well, they might. They have a tradition and sort of a, you know, they have gone to South Korea. Um, Athletic events uh, before. Well, the, do they go back afterwards? Well, <laughs> they might, they might just that, say. That's actually the thing. That's the fascinating thing about uh, the Olympics. Like, you have to win gold in order to sort of like succeed for uh, North Korea. And I was, you know, saying before we started about how much I enjoy watching weightlifting uh, during the Summer Olympics. And I remember watching this one North Korean weightlifter, this really sort of like bulky, talented like guy. Um, who won gold in um, 2012 uh, and was really going for it this time, and he got silver. And you could see him, he was crestfallen. Oh. Anyone else, it's like silver medal, 
like awesome. Like yeah. I'm almost the man. This guy was like, I brought dishonor upon my country. Oh my and talent. Well, they they hold like him down the, and they, it, then they shave his pubic hair off. That's no, what they do. no, never. They please. barely have any pubic hair. <laughs> talent <laughs> just seems like an odd word to use for a weightlifter. I'm not questioning your use, the use of the word. I just thought a word that I would use. For some meathead lifting lifting iron. This is like deadlift and powerlift and stuff like that. It's uh, right? the clean and jerk. Yeah. Like you sort of clean it up to your. Uh, Paul does that with his son as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the <laughs> clean of the jerk. <laughs> how, nice. how are they handling uh, gender identity issues in the Olympics now? That's a good question. I do not know. Um, I know there was the one sprinter. A few years back, who um, was... Um, Wanted to compete against women, correct? Uh, they, yeah, they had sort of both genitalia, and it was sort of unclear sort of whether Castor uh, Semenya, which was the athlete's name, you know, was going to be allowed mm-hmm. to compete against. I don't actually remember how that resolved. What's going to happen when the female uh, R- Russian Olympic team is a bunch of Russian dudes with wigs on? Like, yeah. like, <laughs> like some like it hot? I mean, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, no, I, 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 nobody's perfect. Perfect. I am Vuman. Did you guys hear that? that <laughs> I am Ivana. That supposedly in in, uh, in North Korea, uh, all men have to get the the same haircut as Kim Jong Un. Did you hear about that? No, I haven't no. heard that. Yeah, that's what I read. Yeah, supposedly. Well, it seems like every couple of months there's a couple of soldiers that try to defect, and one got shot. One made it recently. One, ma- but I think they said it cost eight eight grand to try to defect, but you only make like twelve hundred bucks a year, something like that. Something well, crazy. I, I, I guess you have to pay somebody. But Sochi was a real problem for the Russians because that's where they had that big scandal about uh, mix. Doping and, and playing with the spe- the samples. They had a they had a room that they created, so you would go in and they have this bottle that you urinate in and you know it's tamper proof. Then they would hand the bottle through a hole to another to another Russian and they would they would somehow break it open, put in clean urine and put it back. Well, I mean the Russians have been sort of at the forefront of doping in sports since doping sports existed. They actually invented. Uh, doping. I wrote about this for Slate about a decade ago, back in like some Olympics in like the 50s. There was this, uh, it all goes back to weightlifting, this, uh, this weightlifting <laughs> squad from uh, Russia who were lifting those ungodly amounts. And the American doctor for the American team was like, what the hell is going on? How can these guys be so good? So we got the Russian team doctor drunk. And the doctor revealed that it was sort of like all sort of chemically enhanced. And he gave him the recipe. And then this guy you know, went back to York, Pennsylvania and created the first sort of uh, anabolic steroid that mm. um, then percolated throughout uh, American sport. And, and here we are. Is there a better truth serum than alcohol? I mean, I you know, know how many secrets? Uh, this guy Papadopoulos this getting the whole Trump thing. That had a, he had two drinks, you know, two Fosters. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> look, I gotta tell you, I don't know you. I got Hillary's emails. <laughs> to be clear, we just met. <laughs> I'm, I'm told that truth serum is really, uh, well, they usually use pentothal as the... Is the uh, yeah, sodium yeah. pentothal. I, but it's not really that effective, yeah, a couple I'm told. Drinks and you offer a pussy and a guy will say anything. <laughs> this is the truth. This is, uh, I'm, I'm not even kidding. By the way, speaking of bias, do you watch Morning Joe? Uh, no. Oh, so you watch it. So this morning, let me. I mean, I already mentioned it, but tell me what you think about this. So Caddy K was on Morning Joe this morning. So you know Trump, first of all, this tweet that Trump said about um, I have a bigger button and it works. <laughs> yeah. 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 When I first heard that, I have to say, I didn't take that as a dick joke. Now, I'm not saying it wasn't, but I, I didn't take it that way. I don't way. think he I intended didn't. it that way. I thought he meant it as like, I have more more nuclear weapons. Yeah. Yeah, but this, is, this is passed into as, as becoming the accepted right. wisdom that this was another dick oh, it has. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And, and I didn't... Uh, I didn't either. But, but again, I'm not saying... Who refers to their dick as a button, though? 
Uh, uh, Someone with a gender identity. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think I think so, you guys. So, should, uh, so you, mine is bigger. Anyway. I mean, anytime you say mine is bigger, you think, but I don't think that's what he meant. But having said that, so Caddy K starts the show with this: the quote of Donald Trump in the Republican debate saying, "My hands are certainly normal size, and you know what? And if anybody thinks that there's any problem there, believe me, I'm just fine, or something like that." And she says. This was the, the president talking about his genital size. And then John Heilman was like really bent that. Yeah, we should have known when he's talking about his genital size. And of course, now he's talking about it again. Who would have believed it? But what they left out, and, I, and again, I think this is absolute clear bias, but I remembered it and I checked it as true, that prior to Trump saying that, Marco Rubio had made a fun of Trump's hands. And Marco Rubio actually yeah. said, and you know what they say about guys with right. small hands. Right. So then Trump answered... Right, because Marco... There's nothing wrong Mar with my hands. And I got no, so they turned that into tr as if Trump had injected this rather than respond. Now, maybe a classy guy wouldn't have even responded. Yeah. Still, it's quite a different thing. Quite a different thing when you're responding to the other guy making fun of your dick rather than just gratuitously mentioning your own Yeah, dick. but you're running for president. You still don't have to respond. You could just let it go. Well, I mean, Marco was grasping at straws because at that point he was hammering him with little Marco, little I Marco. I would have responded. I would have responded. Gave, I'm not Clinton, years ago, somebody asked Clinton, I think it was on MTV, the, everybody wants to know boxers or briefs, and I guess Clinton said usually briefs or something like that. Yeah. And I remember people were a little bent out of shape even about that, <laughs> but how far we've come, obviously. Sure. That but, that was, was a cause for a scandal. Now fathers and, and, and sons and what, are sharing. And what I'm uh, fascinated cubes. by, and maybe you have some insight into this, is do these, like, what goes on in the minds of smart people where they take such leave of this, so, so un, become un, so unaware, self-aware, that they don't see when they're clearly like just slanting a story, leaving out things in order to fit the narrative that they want, while at the same time looking down their nose at the guy on the other end of town who's doing it from the opposite point of view. And do they not see it? I mean, I, I guess I would respond by saying that I suspect that most people whom sort of you and other viewers might, you know, watch and say, all right, this is clearly like slanted. Like, the, the journalists themselves don't themselves think of it as like slanting like the news. And then maybe as it comes across, but my guess is that most people think like he's the president of the United States. If a higher standard exists, it should exist for the president of the United States, the most famous, most powerful man in the world, in the history of the world, is a man who should not be making possible dick jokes on Twitter, you know? And the fact well, that we don't he, know about the, we don't well, I was no, referring we, to, the, to, we to the, the debate clip. We yeah, don't know. It. That's right. Yeah, but, but you, they you, use that in order to in order to make it uh, us accept that the the Twitter joke was a dick joke, and I'm not even sure that was a dick joke. I mean, I, well, I, let, let me give you an example. Yeah. I have, I have a, a waitress comes to me and says, "Mike, the bartender, just told me he had a really big dick." I'm like, "What the fuck, Mike? Get over here! How could you speak to her like that?" And then Mike says, "Well, but she just said to me, I bet you have a small dick.'" And right. I say to the waitress, "Well, how could you leave out the right. fact you said to him, I bet you had a small dick?" Now he's trying to make it sound like he brought. This is what I'm saying. Like, how how could and how can a reporter? Well, even even miss that for a second that I'm 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 showing the response, and pretending that that was where it originated, and I'm not showing the fact that somebody made fun of his dick. I think that when you when, when your side because is people losing, are a incompetent, b biased, b biased. There it is. That's yeah, the I think when you're question. losing to the other side and losing significantly, right? So they, they, he's in the White House. Their people aren't in the White House. You become be desperate. They want eyeballs. You become desperate, and you, you want eyeballs. well, and you're desperate to get them out, so you start to reach. 
Anyway, can we uh, get to New Year's Eve? Sure. What's about, what about New what Year's about, Eve? What about what, what do you mean? What about New Year's Eve? There was a controversy on New Year's Eve. Th- is this the uh, the attack of the uh, the the Germans in uh, Cologne? That happened on New Year's Eve. Did that happen a couple years ago? And, th- and then oh. there was a, this year they had a they had a whole like a thing in Arabic. They t- Germans were tweeting in Arabic to try to make sure there were no more attacks in Cologne. You hear it was a big controversy. No, I wasn't oh, aware. Of that. I was okay, talking about a more significant controversy. What's that? Gate, twenty seventeen. Oh, okay, Joe. Oh, we'll let Justin decide. Justin, uh, well, well, no, nobody say a word. Nobody say right. now. It's an obvious. All right, now, go ahead, yeah. I mean, what, what on uh, on New Year's Eve? Yeah. Let's say you just wore t- your typical outfit was uh, slacks and a shirt when you perform comedy. Yeah, big slacks guy. Slacks and a shirt. <laughs> on New Year's Eve, would you a wear slacks and a shirt? B something a little nicer than slacks and a shirt, or C uh, a hoodie? Where am I performing? At the Comedy Cellar, the, the, the most important comedy club uh, in the world. But it's a nightclub in New York City, in Greenwich Village, anyway. which is hip. Is there a dress code? Are, are there people? No. I'd wear whatever I feel. It's New Year's Eve. I'd wear whatever I feel like. Good day, oh. sir. You are. <laughs> sir, day, I sir. shake your hand. Here's the situation as it unfolded. This is his brain damage. On, I love it. On, <laughs> on December 31st, 2017, <laughs> Ray Allen... Who's uh, one da-da, of our da-da, one da-da. of our regular hosts here? It's me. Uh, what was one of our regular hosts? Yeah. One of our regular hosts here hosted a show on New Year's Eve and showed up dressed as he typically dresses, typically I do. suppose. Yeah. Uh, I never seen a, him wear a hoodie on, on stage. Oh, I do that often. In any uh, case, he, Aruba, he dressed. No, I do it here. Not terribly differently than he normally dresses. Know him. I wear that red hoodie all the time. Noam was very, very upset. I think it's fair to say you're not, you weren't just upset in a lighthearted way. You were legitimately yeah, I upset. By, I'm, I got, I'm getting I upset thinking about it now. I got by some people, but he, yeah, he was really let me William have William Stevenson yeah. wore a three-piece suit. And he Will Sylvain's wore every, overdressed. every other MC dressed. Yeah. It's New Year's Eve. But, people, but, but it every wasn't, customer but it wasn't dressed clear. more Jared nicely. Fried showed up and Liz said to him, you got to go home and change. And he went home and changed. And I he wasn't him, said, wearing a hoodie. He was wearing just like slacks and a shirt. He would have been okay with that. But you know what my thought process was? It really was. I was I was home. I was running around. I was working on a lot of other stuff. I said to myself, I go, man, should I throw on a jacket? I'm like, man, nah, it's freezing out. It's so cold out. I'll, I'll wear a hoodie. Yeah, I must say it I did really not occur to me. I'm not an MC. I was just doing a regular spot. Did not occur to me to dress Markedly differently than I normally dress for a spot at the comedy yeah, cellar. It's the comedy cellar, and I dress yeah. pretty much as I always do. Now, since I wasn't an MC, you may say, "Well, it's not as significant." But it never really would have occurred to me either, even where I am seen. I mean, the was, setting is very casual, whether it's New yeah. Year's Eve or not. And it was yeah. a really show. A picture of how 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 dressed down you were. It's essentially like this, but a red. Oh hoodie. no no no, not uh, like oh, that. Did you so get we, any complaints? Yeah, from yes, customers. actually, we did. No, you didn't. No, yes, you, yes, you did. we did. Yeah, you got, show me the emails. I thought Liz showed it to you. No, she's. I don't, no. I don't she said there were none. Who would take Liz, the time? We, Liz, this is Liz, our general manager. Oh, if, if you actually Liz. show them to me, if you got them. Did we get an email complaint about Ray's outfit? Yes. Oh, where is it? Did you see it? That's what I wore. That. You, yeah. Let me see. And that's what the other comic wore. Let me see. Wore, let me, by see, the way. Let me see. That's me. That's Chris. That's, that's what I wore. What? 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 what, what in the, by the way, festive. if you cared the, that much, you might have said, "Hey, dress up." I didn't see you. In the, in the, listen, this is the kind of thing you're 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 forty something years old. It's the kind of thing that you, you a professional show business knows. New Year's Eve. Everybody at this table you know, disagrees you know with you. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I don't they can all. We're all wrong. No, we're all wrong. No, no, you're right. No, no, no. I knew. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you why you're all wrong. And why? 
Because New Year's Eve, everybody in show business knows, is a potential question about dress. And when in doubt, you fucking ask. Hey, I, I wasn't expect, in doubt. You think we're supposed to dress up? Right, that's I why you're wrong. No, no I mean, you should Most have said. Half the comics I didn't, didn't dress I, I up. I New oh, Year's man, Eve. Let me put another reason why you're wrong. In 30 years. How about him? In 30 years, I've never had to tell anybody and it's never been an issue. How's that Maybe make you feel? Maybe you didn't notice. I pointed it out to you. I said to you, hey, do you like my outfit? Okay, tell us about I the email. I said to you, do you like my outfit? I would just say that, you know. Paul didn't dress up either. You are Disregarding what I, every guest I on had show two shows, said. Two shows New Year's Eve. What'd you wear? I wore sneakers, jeans, a t-shirt, and a leather jacket. A leather jacket. That's a look. <laughs> okay. I think All a hoodie's right. a look. But it's not a look. I actually think a hoodie's a look. It's I really do. A hoodie's yes. a look. In the mic. Right. Please, so many, please, so many women have told now, this, me see, that they think it looks I'm asking Liz to talk in the mic. This is exactly what happened. And then Dan is liable to get up and walk out angry now <laughs> because we don't have the mic. Is this okay? Is it okay? Go ahead. Yes, Go ahead, it's Liz. okay. wore a Bordeaux hoodie, the one that he wears every night, a fuchsia Arubare t-shirt underneath, a blue... You didn't even wear the Burberry. Let's anyway, blue, the email, the email, the email. It was basically a customer said that they they felt that the show was very casual. They thought it would be a lot more dressy. They mentioned that the host was a little laid back and appeared to look very laid back. Did they also mention other comics or no, just Aruba Ray? No, because everyone else on that show was dressed up. Well, I wasn't was particularly it? dressed up. Uh, I was dressed normally. Michelle Wolf was. Michelle looked like a million dollars. Michelle looked unbelievable. She was very right. dolled up. Why was she dressed like up? Did, you, did, you, did it occur to you why she might have been dressed she, up? In New Year's Eve, but not everybody see, was dressed up. Alan Haiti right. wasn't dressed up. Dan Annabelle wasn't dressed up. Right. I mean, right. dude, you're, you're fucking overreacting. You know what? If you're really that upset, you know what you should be worried about? Worry about your staff who's rude to customers. Worry about the club stinking of weed. I mean, what are you talking about? Get over it. It's a fucking hoodie. And it is a look, and a lot of girls think it looks good. Who was rude to customers? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw your Dude, employees you under the bus. Oh, you started it. No man. one you listening is gonna know. <laughs> I'll think? tell you when we get off the air. I'll tell all of you. But you know, you already know who is. We've had this conversation. Oh, outside Steve. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> naming names. Uh, I will say no. I'm no, we. I, I want to say for the record. I, I. I don't know because especially around the corner there, our staff is really really nice and our door guys phenomenal. Are nice. uh, the, uh, the underground? Uh, well, what's tell, tell Sean is great. Tell me Mo what, is tell great. Tell me what position the rude person. Uh, was doing owner. Yeah, <laughs> there's a variety of positions. Oh come on, Ray. I'll tell you when we're off the air. Just what I, position? Everybody will know. Go, go look at Yelp. You don't have to look at Yelp. You'll know. Oh, there you go. Yeah, look, look at, at Yelp. Yelp. It's ironic that you're more concerned about telling the, the, the people at home than the people who are gonna get, they're gonna get in trouble if you tell us off the air. Also, oh, then I'm not gonna say anything. I, I don't want to do that. I'm well, not a snitch. I'm not a rat. I, I, I think he's not just, a rat. He's, this is just a ruse. I think you're deflecting off your hoodie gate. I don't want to. I don't want to throw anybody in the bar. I don't want to lose their job. I am. This would not occur to me to dress up on New Year's Eve. I mean, okay, maybe a leather jacket, but like a suit, three-piece suit. Good for him. Eight o'clock on a. I will say, Noam. If you thought it was an issue, you should have issued a directive. From the pen of Noam Dorman. I'm going to have, a, gonna have a directive yeah. for next year. Believe me, you won't see the I'll, I'll, wear t- I'll wear a tuxedo. But, but, but here's, one thing. here's, here's the most important thing. You should wear a tuxedo with a hoodie. I should. Can you let Justin talk? Justin, one thing. The show was awesome. That's the most important thing. No, it was one of our best shows. It was New Year's Eve. It was not. I'm not putting it on you. Yeah, the second show was Well, it's also, that's the midnight show. It's more exciting. Who booked it? Who booked which show? They're different lineups. What do you want? Sometimes the magic works, sometimes it doesn't. The audience was much older in the 8 o'clock show. It was a little more low-key. It was significant. It was the oldest crowd I've ever seen at the cellar. I liked them. They listened. They were attentive. They were fun. I liked it. Next year, next year, now that you know how upset your hoodie made at least two people, 
Does that make you more or less likely to wear it uh, next year? I'm going to wear I'm going to wear more. dumpier hoodie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Justin. <laughs> That's a comedian right there. Right. Contrarian. And then, and then Ray's mad about another thing, too. Ray's mad about this whole TV show we're doing. Well, I'm let's not talk mad about, about that. It. I'm then. excited about well, it. Well, let's so, talk so about that. Now, does the audience so, know anything about the podcast? No, yeah. this is new. Uh, so, new. Justin, this is what we're doing. You tell us what you think. We, we have a new, uh, we have a, we're doing a pilot, a Comedy Central pilot here. Been congratulations. It's been close to, close to three years this has been going on. And this is the, this is the concept. We're going to shoot every show at the club for a week. <clears throat> and from that, that week, on Sunday night, we're going to edit it down to 30 minutes of the comedians just doing topical material about what kind of went on that week in the news or in the world or, or whatever it is. And that's that's going to be the that's show. The concept as it stands. And yeah. then there'll be some there'll be some uh, interspersed of like comedians sitting around at a table, shooting the shit about the uh, thing. What do you I, think? I'd watch that. You would watch that. I'd why, watch why that. would you watch that? I mean, you've got a week's worth of material to distill, you right? Hopefully, you can get thirty minutes of killer stuff. Tw- Twenty-one minutes. Which, Twenty-one, yeah, yeah, even twenty, and plus like five minutes of people sitting around and drinking mm-hmm. coffee and talking about their clothes, right? Hey, quick, quick. No, you need seventeen <laughs> minutes, like of like good material. You can right. get that. Right. Is, there a, quick question, is there a no. directive to the comedians that week that they should as yeah, many as certain. possible to do as much as possible to do topical stuff for that? Not week? as much as possible. We'll just, we just, well, you know, those questions remain to be answered. We need to do whatever we need to do to get seventeen minutes of good material. Well, I would and suggest and also like Dan, for example, does a great bit about pot being legal in Colorado. I mean, it's not uh, 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 it didn't happen this week, but that could tie into the show. If somebody's talking about a new state having legal weed and that would still work in that category within that segment of the show. Yeah, you can interpret topicality very broadly. Absolutely. I, I would suggest that in order to motivate comics to write the best possible topical shit and because sometimes a topical joke might take two or three tries to get it just so right, there might a financial incentive might go a long way. Getting, In other words, you're just taping all the shows that are normal. No, it's a finan- you, the financial sentence if you get on the air. I think it's like what are we? What's how much are they pay? We don't know yet. For well, sure. so in other but words, it's, you, but it's good. good. You want you want comedians know. to. To put on their thinking caps, come you, up with great shit in the hopes of maybe getting on the air. Yeah, that that, that might that's, work. That's how that's that, how most entertainment businesses work. That might work. <laughs> you're gonna get but you're gonna you get mean scared. you want me to write songs with the chance of <laughs> no, maybe getting a record no, deal? No, when 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 <laughs> when when Fallon asked his staff to write. Topical jokes for the monologue. They write a billion of them. Most don't get on the air, yeah. but they're paid. Well, so well, I, I that, don't that's, know. That, that's possible, Dan. Actually, I'm not. I'm not rejecting that. That's a possible thing. But I think that a lot of, uh, um, I mean, every week that something happens in the news, right? The people doing the topical jokes anyway. You know, so yeah. but we'll see. We'll see. We'll. But I, normally, some, some I don't more do than po- others. But normally, I don't do topical because it's a joke that that uh, won't be useful a week or two hence. But yeah. give me the proper financial motivation. Well, how much? How much you want? I don't want to. I don't know. Good. So we'll throw. I don't know. You know. You want to be on a retainer? I'm a retainer. I'll pay you sixty-five dollars a week to to write topical. But then keep in mind, there's a lot of comics. Food for thought. That's all. There's a lot of comics who work at the club. I mean, no, we are are actually thinking of hiring uh, three or four writers who would be staff writers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And that could rotate. Well, all right, okay. I mean, if if comics want to use writers, and some some probably will. will. See, but then you're not getting that. Particular comics own point of view. You're getting written Four material. What was it? I don't know. We got to we got to figure it out. But the, you know, the concept is it's not an exact science. But again, right. it, it is a TV show. It's not just a standard. Anyway, you said right. Ray is mad. Yeah, Ray is mad because because, because, I, because uh, I wanted Esty to book the comedians, and and Ray had like a no 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 no. no. That's not it's no it's not that Esty no this is this is not correct. And I don't even know if this is the proper place to talk about it. But oh, why there's, not? there's a lot because <laughs> because. 
Well, because she should be here. That's why. Um, because there seem to be this. There's there's a lot of comics. We're we're gonna shoot. Let's see. There's 72 spots to fill, right? And, and the goal was to have at least 50 comics. And by the way, this wasn't just sort of come up with spur of the moment. There's been a lot of thought and effort that's gone on to this whole process. I mean, this has been going on. The whole thing began over two and a half years ago, and then this pre-production was it really two and a half years yes. ago. What took so long? We had a lot of meetings. Then we finally worked out with the production company. The legal stuff took a long time. Uh, and we okay. finally got the pitch meeting set up. Okay. We pitched to many networks. Yeah. And then when that finally worked out, that legal took forever. I mean, it's a lot of, lot of steps. And then just getting the pilot, we knew we were greenlit for the pilot several months ago. Yeah. So we have 72 spots to fill. We want to have at least 50 comics in those spots. And it's just some people who are, you know, can do really great topical stuff, maybe have them do more than one spot. You know, this is just for the, for the, for the pilot. And it's a non-airing <laughs> pilot, by the way. Well, whoa, whoa, you gotta, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm sorry. Let's, Dude, let's, let's this talk more is, about North Korea. This no, no, is, I'm thinking get to the, get to the get to the controversy. Go ahead. Well, this is the stuff of podcasts. By, by ahead, the way, Ray. this is the comedy 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 seller podcast, and this is about the TV show that will be shot at the comedy comedy seller. So maybe this will be interesting information for a comedy podcast. Go ahead, Ray. I'm going to let Justin be the judge. So, if it's not interesting to you. You tell him to move along. Go ahead. So we have a lot of comics to, to work with. I'm a with. process guy. This is okay. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Love Justin. So we have a lot of comics to to choose from. Primarily comedy seller comics who work here have been past here or work here. Of course, there's there's some comics who don't work here who who the network likes, which makes sense. And and there you have it. And so the, the network is Comedy Central, as it. And works, yeah, which we, we can say. When he's finished, sure. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with Ray Allen. Go ahead. So so that's uh, so there's a lot to work with. So I've reached out to tons of comedians, right, to explain them what we're doing, to how they would or wouldn't be compensated, uh, to what's going to be asked of them, to when we're going to shoot, and so on, right, reaching out to a lot of people, and also getting their availability, what's the best day for out of these five days that they could do. So I put this information together, it's a lot, it takes very time, it's a lot of work, it's part of the job, I'm an EP on the show, and Who, who made fine. you an EP on the show? The network? The network? I didn't know that. Okay, yeah. go ahead. You didn't know that? No. That never came up in a conversation between you and I or, well, but, but, but or in you all and me? These, or no, I'm, I'm finding out for me, the first time now. You really didn't know that? I did not know that. We've been working on this together for over two and a half years. What does an EP mean? Executive producer. Yeah, that's what I was afraid it meant. But <laughs> anyway. <laughs> what is that? What, what, what is See, that? no one no can't differentiate between when we're sitting around at the table eating hummus and bullshitting mm -hmm. or when we're actually what working the, on what, a real what, TV what, project. What does that give you? Does that give you any authority? I can, yeah, I can. I have the, I have the authority to, to take this podcast off the air because it's a conflict. If you're an EP, what am I? You're also probably an EP. I don't, I don't know I'm what's your deal. DEP. <laughs> what's your What's your deal? I don't know. You probably you're, you have. Uh, I don't know what your. I don't know your contract. I have no idea. You have a contract. You don't. All right, we're gonna have to talk later. But go ahead. Go but, ahead. But 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 no. But no. Ray's been about? working on this for two years. You expect that he yeah, wasn't doing it for. I just, did, I just didn't. How do you think this all... You, you don't think that I've kept this afloat for over two years? When the times where people wanted to walk away... Listen, and a lot of things float, right? But I, Generally, I, when you have two EPs, one I, one EP has a little bit more authority than the other. So there's that's several the producers on the show. Right. There's but at generally, least you have to have this one is, that sort nightmare, of has the Noah's power. been very busy pouring through the transcripts of that Andrea Macris sort of like deposition. <laughs> all right, anyway. It's amazing to me. I don't think Noah understands what entails going through this. For example, when we pitched... Uh, the head of the production company right. when he was You're going to have to let someone else talk in a second. Go ahead. Phenomenal in the room. He was great. Did you who pitch who as well? Were you I was in the with room? him, yeah. Who was phenomenal? Michael was great. Oh, I thought they said I was great. Michael was great. No, and, was he, and, he's, uh, and he has a great relationship with all these networks. He ran a network for a long time. He's, he's fantastic. And there's a lot of key elements why Michael something gets who? sold. Hershorn. 
And you know why uh, it takes a lot of different, yeah. there's a lot of steps in selling. Right. So let's get, to, do, you, so anyways, do you remember what you're leading up to? Sure. So you're I put to together your all, this, all this, it's not a problem. I don't have any problem with her. That's you do apparently. Yeah, your two producers so, on this is going to work out great. It'll be, it'll be fine <laughs> because true. he does what he does best, which is just sit back and sort of like, you know, the 11th hour go, and then we calm him down. <laughs> now, now here's the thing. So we like put together all these availability, what comics sort of should be, shouldn't be on the show type of thing, meaning it's pretty straightforward, you know, there's some directive from the network and I have all this information and then the plan is to sit down with SD and go over it and keep in mind meeting with network heads or meeting with uh, production companies it's, it's pretty it's par for the course for whatever reason Noam doesn't want me to sit with her like he thinks I'm going to offend her or steamroller do something inappropriate which makes no sense because this is part of the job this is part of the process what do you think is going to happen? All I would do is say to her, hey, Esty, the reason these people, I know they're not past here, but the network wanted them. Or, Esty, the reason that guy ideally will go on that spot is because he is going to be leaving town and the network really wants him on the show. Okay. I mean, that's, this, this that's is pretty the thing. good. This is the All thing. Right. This is the thing. And he's like, you stay out of that room. Absolutely. No it would have been a disaster if you had been in that I room. I can be and should be at any meeting. And Look, you, what you should do is say to her, why you know, raise the producer on the show. Were, I didn't know you were a producer. Really? <laughs> you had no idea. Well, what percent? I can't tell us that you're a producer. Are you, you crazy? Have you she's going to wonder why she's not a producer. Have you read an email for the What? Have you read an email in the last two years? I mean, what are you talking about? Well, I did not know you were a producer. Why, why do you think Incredible. Ray was working on it all this time? Just I, for fun? I thought... Obviously, he was looking to produce. So you have but, not but really, and that's obvious. And but dressing on New Year's Eve is not obvious. That's apples and that's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, what do you think, Justin Ray? Ray pitched Ray Justin. And by the way, I produced. Okay, other can things. I answer a few things? First Ray, of all, Ray, okay, let, no, no, no. I guess it. First sold of all, the movie to first 20th all, Century Fox. Forget this, that movie. I'm going to be honest. Sd 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 does like you. Yeah. Number one. That I know. That's we know that. I don't know. I don't know why. Sd you Sd you would have friction. Sd and you have friction. Number one, she has friction with me. Not like you was not an I was put. She doesn't dislike you. You have friction. Number two. Uh, she is very territorial. This is her thing. Sure. Booking comedians is her thing. The, that you don't understand. I do get that. That Ray Allen coming in and telling would, her. Would never what, tell her what to do. Or, or even having input on. Uh, with, with it is going to. Input on the TV show? It, yes. Number, no, wait, let me just, Is going to bristle, ruffle her feathers, something awful. Number three, she's much better to ask the comedians than you because. They almost all agree. I, no, I no a, lot, comment. A, a lot of people did started you, saying yes. Did you read the document I sent to did Liz? Did I interrupt you constantly when yes, you tried you to do it? No, you went, <laughs> why don't you read the document I sent Liz? SD, SD, this is the thing. When SD asks someone if they want to do something, SD is the booker at the comedy cellar. So they want to say yes. Sure. So she is the best, even more than me asking them. Sure. She is the best person to ask them. But your problem is. And this is, and I will, and I will shift for a second because this is your no, no. It's my what you perceive as a problem. Yes, but I, but I, I'm right. So what's my problem? So, uh, Justin, did you happen to hear about that article about the comedy seller about the guy who said that we're we're responsible? No, th for, you're deep. Get to that after. Why don't you finish with this? I'm. This is. This no, is a, a high end. It's okay. not. So you were worried I was going to offend SD. There's an article. I'm getting to that. There's an article about the guy. This guy. His name is Guy Branham, and he wrote an article in Vulture about how the comedy cells is the boys' club, which protected Louis C.K. Did you, did you, did you? Yeah, I heard it about it. It was yeah. viral. So we had him on the podcast and everything, and and um, very he harsh article. He took he took a beating, uh, a, a logical beating, but he came in and we ended nicely. Whatever it is, article now, was very very now offensive. Now this is this guy club. is a gay topical comedian. It's exactly the kind of stuff that we're looking to do on the show. So I suggested in our meeting yesterday. I said, why don't we ask Guy Branham? To come do 
some jokes because he does topical material. And, and Ray says, how could you let that guy after what he said? Is that what I said? No. What'd you say? Really? I said, really? I go, the, the guy wrote that article and every comic loathes him and you're going to put him on different. stage? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's very different what <laughs> you're kind saying. Of, kind of similar in the same vein as I said. I go, really? You want to reward the guy who completely shit on your business? As, That's opposed, as opposed to me saying, how could you let that guy on the show? Or you just okay. say, or you just okay. say, I, I don't think and there's I a lot of other him, comics said, to put, on. Why put him on. You need to go home right now and watch the Godfather. And watch the Godfather. Mm-hmm. And this is where dovetailing with ST because you have to separate business from personal. Sure, and keep your enemies closed. And, and I'm able that. to separate. In other words, it does, I can't change what Guy Branham said in the past. But what I can do is focus on what is going to be the best thing to make this pilot successful. You have your own ego stake. You're an EP. You want your respect. No, it's not, it about, it's not about ego. Is, this is about practicality. It's, it's all about ego. It's not about ego. It's a, you know, it pisses should me I, should off. Should I read your text message? When you start saying that you're offended, that's yes, about I, ego. No, no. It's offensive that you... No, not offensive. You said you're offended. Offended, yes. That means, because that's ego. it's offensive. No, it's not... Listen, man. It's not you, ego. You didn't, you didn't criticize my you, logic. You criticize your... You're, you're talking. You can come to me with your feelings. You maybe you ego's cannot, not the right word. What I'm saying is, there's no I, reason why when you're collaborating on a TV project that me and her can't sit down and talk yeah. about it. You can't yes, say to her, yes, raise is. a producer on the show. This show's gotten away it's because Esty, of Ray. Esty, What's the big deal? Yes, I'm sorry, the reason. Sooner or later, Esty has to accept the fact that Ray to her job. is a part of this show. Uh, and that's it. And if Esty can't accept that, there's going to be a real problem. I think Noam's afraid of her. But, but, I'm not, I, I have all but, but, nothing but respect for her. Uh, but my point is, if I were in your situation, I would say, Noam, do you think that that Esty is going to that's going to be better? It'll go. It'll go better if I'm not there. With all the data and, I and said, information and I, I had, you, you don't think us. that was useful? And I would have said, uh, someone who takes their feelings out of it, said, listen, whatever you know, Esty, whatever you think. Whatever you say, boss, I'm, I'm going to I'm, There I'm were with certain you. people that should have been on that first show that I knew about that are now not on the first show. And, and that right there could have been alleviated if I just sat there and would have just saw. I could have talked to her for seven minutes and left. Well, you, you can call But her. why on earth? But, but the fact that you didn't want no, I me to be there, that's more about you and your feelings. Okay, but I think you're, you're really. You're afraid I'm going to piss her off. Now, Liz wants to say something, but what you're really missing my point here is, I am. is that when you come at. When, when I'm, I'm, listen, I'm dealing with this a lot. When some people start coming at me with feelings rather than laying out a logic as to why one course of action is actually better for our goal you didn't listen to the logic no you made that decision without listening to logic you just said no don't go there then i want to throw up my hands and say you know what this is this is not for me because i don't i just don't operate that way I you, as soon as I get started text messages about how I'm offended and that's not know, no that was a, a conversation me and you and I'm you like, didn't respond I I and if you should have picked up the phone and called me I, I said give me I a call know, and you didn't I don't know how that that is a that is quicksand and I don't want to get it's not quicksand I'm, I'm in it right now you brought it up. Listen, you can. There's but, no reason yeah. why she and I couldn't collaborate okay, Liz, on this. Like, Liz, I've been working Liz, on this part of the this part of the show has been going on for six full days. Okay, and you're telling me that the information I had and knowing what the network wanted is you this don't better think than O'Reilly been, or is this better than O'Reilly? You don't think that information <laughs> would have been valuable to Ray, the production? You guys, you guys have not been privy to so much of this production. You, you might be right out of your mind. But Ray, but what you have to understand is there has to be a level of diplomacy that you don't. You Have. are wrong. See, this is where you guys when have no idea what you're talking with about. Essie, I'm no, no, you 100%. we sit here. Hey, Liz, we sit here around here bullshitting over hummus. Mm-hmm. You're not with me at network meetings, at production this meetings. Has you have no clue to, what I do. You get all the information that you needed to give. You gave, and it still and it still wasn't uh, conveyed correctly. But there are you, reasons I think, why I think Ray felt 
Then you did. You forget failed. feelings. I'm working my eyes off on this thing, and Ray, it's not getting executed okay. correctly. I think if you had said to Ray, "Look, Ray, you're an executive producer. We appreciate the work you're doing, and you're part and parcel of this show." But Esty has certain. There is friction with Esty, and we think it would go smoother. If you weren't at the meeting, Ray might have accepted. I think Ray feels as though you're diminishing his role and you don't. For example, you said 10 minutes ago, you didn't even know he was a producer. And I think that comes through. I don't think you. I I don't think you accept Ray as part of the show. But then it's also foolishness there. talking to me. But then it's also foolishness that he could say to this person he's known for 20 years and he's known me for what, 15 years, to turn to her and say, Hey, you know, just sit down with Ray and talk about this thing. It'd be so simple. Okay, but I think we can compromise and say, can I talk? Go ahead. First of all, Justin, the bubble over your head. What are you thinking now, really? Uh, you watching Nick, the news? You watching Knicks? Knicks are down by two to the Wizards. Uh, do, do you find this interesting at all? No, it's fascinating. Do you, do you find yourself taking sides in any way? This should be part of the show. This should be sitting around the five minutes where you guys are sitting around the table bullshitting. You know, it should be bullshitting about um, who is going to make it onto uh, the air. Okay. And then we see the comics and then everyone will hate each other yeah now second of all we had a we actually had a face-to-face meeting last night where i said to ray to everybody at the table i said liz and ian will meet with Esty tomorrow and at that meeting which we which ended on its own ray did not say i want to be at that meeting i said to liz after you, i'll be after, at the thing too but she said and i said liz i'll what be I'll, I'll, so, so I'm, I'm explaining to you where i was coming from it's like i i came in i drove listen to me I drove in. We didn't have a meeting scheduled. I drove in all the way from Westchester just for this meeting. I left my family on a day that I don't leave my family. Everybody knew it. I sat down for an hour and a half, whatever it was, and I had the meeting. And then, and there was nothing I left out. I said, "This is who's going to meet. This is how it's going to be." And and there was no. Wait, 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 but that's not. And there were no objections at the meeting. You didn't say at the thing, "I want to be there." I, and you so I did not say it. No. Yes, no, I, no, I said no, it to Liz. You said after I left. And then what? And then why did you jump into action? Because Liz said you know Ray's no, going to go, no. and then you went ahead and called Af- Ian. After I, after I left, after I got home, and now I'm down with my family, I start getting angry text messages, and I said to myself, "From whom? From you?" No. You, and after I, I found out what you had told him, I said it at the meeting. I said Liz and Ian are going to meet with Essie I tomorrow. I got a phone call from him. I don't want you know. I, I don't want. We shouldn't so, talk about so, him on the on this so, thing. So. I didn't, and I said to myself, I'm not going to get sucked into this again. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Sucked into it again? Have a two-minute conversation? Because you had every, you had ample opportunity to bring it up at, at, in the olive tree. No, because the way you conducted yourself at that meeting was inappropriate. That's why I like having meetings in an office and not here hanging out at the olive tree. Because that you talk like we're just hanging out BSing. Well, this is not going to work out. No, it will work out. No, Noam. it's not. No, you, you have no clue what's been going on. I, I, I'm, I'm not even kidding. For now. months if and you months think it, and If you months. think it's inappropriate... For me, as the owner of the Comedy Cellar, who invented this show, who did the whole thing, who pitched the whole show, who uh-huh. conceived the show, to say, I want to have the meetings about this show uh-huh. in my bed is that, inappropriate. No, no, it's that's not, not what I out. said was inappropriate. I said the way you behaved at the thing was inappropriate. How did I behave? You're, you're sitting here. We're sitting with other people that we just met who are now producers also on the show. And the, it wasn't just all business. It was a lot of other bullshit. Like what? You can say. You're carrying on about what I wore on New Year's Eve. I mean, it's just like, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> Let's talk business. <laughs> I mean, give me a break. But I don't think. I, Come on now. There's no ego there. The bottom line is, the bottom line is, I see it. I've been listening. If I could be a Judge Judy for a second, I've been listening, and I think I know what the problem is. The problem is not whether or not Ray should be at the meeting. The problem is, is you don't. 
take Rayon's contribution seriously. You just said that you invented the show, you came up with the show, you pitched the show. That's true. I don't think, it's but, all I, true. but I see, but the tone in your voice minimized Ray Allen's contribution. The fact is, there would be no show without Ray Allen. How do you uh, know that? No, well, because you, you, you the idea, put the wheels in motion. You put the wheels in motion, and, <laughs> let, me, and let me tell you something. And you, you know, it's funny you're saying that because I actually, and, I actually told you this idea about this. No, you show. had the idea. No question. Wait, wait. And somebody sitting next to us at the next table, who also worked for a production company, overheard me telling you about it. Remember? Yeah. And that production called me. Company called me the next and day. And what happened? I didn't follow it up because I was already doing it with you. Meaning that the the idea was it's hot. a great idea. The idea was hot to every single person. And then you had a friend that it was mentioned to, right? And they were interested. Well, in the she idea. thought but it was a good idea. Lots of, I'm saying, there's I'm saying, lots so, of great ideas, the, the but idea, they don't just mean they the, come to fruition. And, and the and the idea got pitched to Michael only because because I, had, I have a relationship with because him. because you introduced me to him. And I, and I stayed with and Michael. We, and we talked with other production companies, and we thought that was the best fit. But it wasn't like I just, I mean, yeah. you're making it sound like well, I had nothing to do. the bottom line is, is you allowed Ray to run with this. You could have said right up front, Ray, I want to run with this myself. And you didn't do that. You allowed Ray no, to run I, with this. And, and we you worked, have to. No, look, and I outside, actually worked. Outside quite, of perspective. Outside of perspective. You have to accept that Ray oh, wait, wait, Allen wait, 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 let, let the guys outside of perspective. Bearing in mind, I don't know any of you guys. I don't know any of the people who've been discussed for the past 20 minutes who aren't here. Right. Right? It seems clear that everyone wins if this show is a success. That's 100% right. right. right? That's everyone right. wins if this show is a success. and Including Las Vegas. Yeah, especially Las Vegas. Las Vegas wins the most. Wait, you, uh, but, but you don't, we're starting a room in Las Vegas. Noam is starting a room in Las Vegas. Really? Oh, I thought yeah. that was just a bit. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Good for you. Um, everyone wins if the show is a success, and the show has less of a chance of being a success if um, you're consumed by infighting That's and right. sort of fighting over turf. By the way, this is the first fight we've ever actually had regarding I, the show. Really? This is and the first thank one, God, yeah. because now we've cleared the air and we can go forward. Yeah, This is the first one. But he and I actually work quite well together. I just wish you would clear up whether or not you're a producer on the show, Ray. <laughs> That's the one thing so, I so, so what is your, what is, other than, okay, you're perfectly right. Obviously, everybody wins if the show's a success. What do you think about how do we resolve now this dispute between Ray and Noam, outsiders' well, perspective? I think it's, not, well, Ray, I think it's resolved. Shows, are the shows not good shows? No, no, no. It's not that they're not. They're all are they no, not, no, no. They're, they're the quality. The quality is great. With all the people on your we, list, but there's as so, you, but there's a handful the of people. Of, with the exception of one comedian who is on the second show in lieu of the first show. No, but there's also a couple uh, others. Give, no. we, we have to wrap it up. We're, yeah. oh, this, is, this is the fastest hour, and I, I and I didn't even get talking well, about Fox we, News. Well, we can but, go longer because you know. But uh, we, I, this is to. this is if I were in your shoes, I would regard my I would say to myself. Well, I guess there's a problem between me and Esty, even though I might not realize it, even though I might not think it's my fault. And she's not going anywhere. So let me see what I can do to try to fix that issue. And maybe I should get together with her, talk to her, try to work it out with her so that there are no diplomatic issues. Now, when my head, when I thought, when I thought we were all sitting down with her... I knew exactly how I would have approached the the whole thing, approached the meeting. It would have been. It would have. It would have completely would have worked. I would have obviously just laid out, you know, a couple things from the network, whatever. I would have been deferential to her, and that's it. I would never have said this, 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 this. It would not have worked. It would have worked. You guys seem to underestimate. You don't know her, then. Then you have no idea who she is as a person. You guys don't. You guys really seem to underestimate how I am in a meeting, even though you've seen me in now thirty meetings, and they've always been great. So I mean, it's it's well, it could this this issue with Esty may or may not be resolvable. I don't know, but I love but, the woman. I don't know why she's well, a problem with me. The love is is not necessarily reciprocated. Yeah. Required. <laughs>
I think uh, I, you know. Uh, I, uh, I think it could be sticky, but but Noam. Yeah. Okay. We got to. Ray is. No, Esty's not going anywhere. Ray is not going anywhere either. Do you accept Ray as a full? He know we've been working on this for so long, Dan. Of the show, I can't do it. You can't do it. Wow, <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's not nice. <laughs> I accept. I accept. Listen, I've this, worked very hard on this for a long time. I think that, and we worked well together for a long time. Yeah, we, we do it well together. I didn't know you were going to be an executive producer. And as a matter mm-hmm. of fact, we had, this is the truth. We had a conversation about what your role would be, and and I didn't, and I wasn't a while ago. A long yeah, time and ago. and the answer I gave you wasn't exactly the answer you wanted, and the answer I gave you was. Your role can be anything that's justified by, by your contribution to the show. So I said, well, maybe, and I was thinking about what that could be, and I said, well, maybe if, uh, because I was not particularly impressed by the idea that because you happened to be in the room when I, when I pitched it to somebody, that that warrants, maybe, that, maybe there's a dollar amount in the, in the custom of the industry for that kind of thing. You're kind of diminishing that part, too. Yeah, well, but, that, but that's what I said. I'm just, I'm just re, uh, recapitulating what I said to you. Uh-huh. I said, but I'm not, I just don't think that way. I think people do favors. People make introductions. I don't, like, if I introduce somebody to somebody and they make a deal, I don't expect them to kick back money to me in or the room something like that. But sell it because I have a good relationship Whatever, with those people. Whatever, but I'm people. saying things, things can help. People can help people without Absolutely. thinking that they're married for life into sure. the project. Uh-huh. But... So I, I was never particularly sold that the fact that you helped in some way meant that now you had to be a, 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 on this project forever collecting a check. I, I, don't, I don't look at the world that way. If that's custom in the industry, then I would have to go with it, but that's not the way but I But it wasn't a one-day thing. But what I said was, two years. What I said was that you need to find something that you can do that contributes to the success of this project on a daily basis. And what I suggested was maybe we can do man-on-the-street interviews about the issues Within the show. of the day. And that could be your thing, and that would be your way of having a role in the sure. show every week. And it's still possible, I but we don't know what the network I never discussed the idea of you being an executive producer. Not that I really know what an executive producer does or what that man entitles you to. Who's the, who's, <laughs> the show, who's, the, who's the paramount showrunner of the, the show? The showrunner is Ian Gelfand. Ian Gelfand. So well, what does Ian Gelfand say? If he's the he, he doesn't have to say anything. He got on board after all this was already. No, no, sorted no. Out. Hang on a second. A showrunner, the Paul. He came on board okay. after everything was done. Okay, I don't understand how TV works. Really Paul, know. Paul, Paul. Don't, don't yell at me, Ray. Paul. I've only been working on TV shows for <laughs> oh, 15 oh, you years. Want? Show us your uh, Emmy. Let's uh, see your Emmy. All right, hey, Ray. Fuck, fuck you, Ray. Fuck you. Suck my oh, dick. Oh, 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 <laughs> Another fight with Paul on the air. Incredible. Oh, Ian's oh, a terrific showrunner. He got on board after everything was already done. Did I tell you about Attacking you, Ray. I I said my two most truculent guests (laughs) that I predict. I knew, I knew, but actually, in that case, Paul was innocent. But uh, we, we have to wrap it up. I was not Except attacking you, Ray. Well, well, we, can go, we, so we can go longer, you <laughs> know. Was, was pretty like, good Paul, stuff. The showrunner was hired after everything, after we had can the deal say, with can the you network, one thing? That, that, after that, we had all the deals were thing? done. And this is exactly my problem. That crack about Paul's Emmy. That's, that's was, a comic fucking with a comic. Was totally, was totally below the belt and uncalled How was it below the belt? He won because, an Emmy. Be, because he's trying to just offer an opinion, and you just attack him personally. Because, no, that's not why I said that joke. It's because I was trying to just explain to him this whole thing with the showrunner was hired after everything was already signed, sealed, and delivered. Then we brought in the showrunner. Right, let, let, let's, talk, let's talk reality, and we're going to wind it up. It's my show. Oh. I'm interested in creative input, making this show as good as it can be. If, if you if you have a, a good creative input, people will not let you leave. They will they will claw you to this Correct. show. If you if you are going to try to anybody, not just you, anybody in life, going to try to hold on to a position because you have a title or because of this or because you were tech, some technicality, 
you, you may be able to hold on to it legally. I don't even know the details of that. But it's going to be a bad relationship. You got to contribute. You got to make. You people contribute. Say, you need to do your job and work hard. Well, and and, the, and you have to do the job in a way that someone else couldn't do it for half the money. That's true. Yeah. Well, who owns this show, for God's sakes? I mean, there's somebody somewhere that that that. I think I think Michael and I are going to own the show. I think. I, you know, I'm such a. I mean, whoever owns the show, then will has right. has gets Ladies to decide what everybody's role is in the show. This is if this, Comedy Central owns the I'm show. This is it. First of all, I really like Justin. Uh, I love Justin. Yeah, guys. you're awesome, and uh, you should come and hang out with us. I'll get you some of the nicer comics so we can all hang out. Done. No, but did you? But putting on my legal hat, did you or did you not know that Ray Allen was doing all this work all this time? Did you not have? Would a, would a reasonable person not know that Ray Allen was trying to be one of the producers? I, I you know what? I guess I don't know enough about TV to know that everybody who. Who, uh, no, but he was going to meetings. He was pitching. Yeah, he did a pie. He did a a, a sizzle reel. I Come on, nobody's going to do that just to do it. Somebody could do that for a job. I don't have to be executive no producer. No one was getting paid. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think I, 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 knew, I knew you expected to get paid. I just didn't. Know. I mean, executive producer, I think, entitles you to certain. Does it entitle you? When you work, does it entitle you to residuals? You know what? You should have a conversation with an entertainment lawyer, and this, seriously, or Michael, and just say this is the protocol. I mean, it's like, but it doesn't affect anyone else's. Well, it doesn't affect your money. It doesn't affect it anybody's affects, money. It affects everybody's no, money. No, because every dollar that you get, no, no, somebody, no, dollar someone else could get. No, because in the budget, there's going to let's say there's a budget. There's four producers in the budget, so it doesn't affect you. Every dollar no you what. get is a there's dollar four that someone else could get. No well, maybe we what, could do no. with three, but there, but that. Not gonna happen. It wouldn't happen. Well, it seems there's to also me sort like of a protocol that that I mean, we're working with a production company that's done 50 shows, so right. you know their budget's I, I, pretty standard. All, you know, the whole thing. Let me tell you something. The whole like, thing. Where have you been the last two years? The, the, the budget that we that we get for this show, I don't know where the money's going. It's not going to me. We could do four pilots for this money. I don't know how TV works and where they get this money from, or whatever it is. We're building a club in Vegas. We're building a whole fucking club in Vegas from scratch for not much more money than this four-day stupid digital product is going to cost right. us with cameras. That, that's, that's not unique, though, to our show. That's every show. It's insanity. What, I mean, yeah. what does it cost? The cameras are, are they're not being manufactured just for this show. You know, they, they, they amortize the cameras. I don't know. Let's tell them $1,000 a day. Well, the craft service is, you know. Now you have, you know, have gonna... $20,000 in cameras. We got you, everything bagels in the craft service. Digital, you, you, you do the editing on a PC or an Apple. I, I, for, for, for an editor makes 200 bucks an hour, $1,000 an hour. Where is the are money going? Are we going to have scallion cream cheese or not? <laughs> In the craft service, I'm telling you, you could do this Scallion pilot for thirty-five thousand dollars. where your money is going now. Thirty-five thousand dollars tops. It would look no different than a, than a, than. What Justin, what do you make of all this? Do you have any closing thoughts? I actually want to ask Paul about his Emmy. Um, oh, ask him, ask him, ask him. I do. It's for, like I've never sat next to someone who's won an Emmy. Worth the Daily, Daily show. show. Tell him. Congratulations. I, I, I'm I, I'm actually curious. Like, if you have an actual physical Emmy in your possession, where do you keep it? Um. Not right that I'm gonna like break into your house. I'm just like curious. Do you right next to it? me in bed. Right <laughs> next to me. No, so, I keep it on a bookcase next to his son's pubic case. Yeah. Next <laughs> to my son. For all he was keeping a chain around his exactly. neck. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's where I keep it. When people come over, do they ask to see the Emmy, or have you ever have you already shown it to everyone who wants to like see it? I I have it. You know how the Pope drives around in a Pope mobile with plexiglass. Sure. I drive around with that, with the Emmy behind, pulling the <laughs> Emmy in that. No, I just, if, yeah, people see it, and then they're like, is that an Emmy? And then they bring it down, and then they comment how sharp the wings are. The wings are really sharp. Like, the wings, No shit, they're, they're actually like super sharp. You could almost cut the chicken cutlet here with those wings. <laughs> is, is your name engraved on it? Yes. They, the weird thing is that you leave it behind, 
when you win it and then you forget about it and it's delivered in a corrugated box and I thought my wife ordered some like stuff from Amazon or something and it, you open it up and there's your Emmy with your name on it. It's the, it's the weirdest it's fucking thing ever. So yeah, I mean that's that's Justin. I, mean, I need you to pick a side between Ray and Noam. I need you to do it. There's no don't I, let I, me I down. I think buddy. the division is done. Okay, it's over. Look, I am on the Without side of whoever and whatever is gonna actually get the show made. And it's been resolved. Like too much to. arguing and not enough attention but, to the details makes it less. We all want a great show, but Ray Dan, Allen. Ray the Allen, show, right, Dan, we, but you're, you're forgetting something. We have to wrap every, it up. Things are done. We everybody wants a great show. It'll benefit the seller. It'll be huge for the seller in Vegas. It'll benefit every comic. It'll be. A, I want to make sure you thing. get what you merit. It's going to be. It's going to be shot in Vegas at the. No, no, be shot at the underground. We have to wrap, ladies and gentlemen. Very much thank you to Justin, one of, one of my favorite guests. You didn't Love speak Justin. as much as I like you to, but you're one of my favorite, favorite guests. And I, um, well, and, and the rest. you did take up like 30 minutes like arguing. Like no, it's not your fault. Other. It's our fault. Yeah, sure. I, I wish we had... We had uh, you're a damn good guest, Justin. Uh, Justin has a nice face. He's a face that inspires trust. Right, yeah, he does. He looks like he's a, he seems Justin, like a nice guy. A little, little bit like Leo face. Allen. And he's got right? a good sense of humor. Uh, Justin uh, Peters. Yeah. Justin Peters. And and he didn't and he, and he was objective on Fox, which is an amazing thing for someone who works for Slate to yeah, even yeah, do. Yeah. You and know? he's objective about the Eve too. Fo Fox and Friends is also unwatchable. <laughs> it's a credible yeah. jury. Unwatchable. Okay. Well, what can Except I tell you? Except Trump. Trump watches it every morning. And <laughs> look, tweets it out. Hopefully, look for uh, this week at the Comedy Center. Whatever they're going to call. We're going to be talking about it quite a bit between well, now and when it gets picked up. I guess our executive producer will decide up. what it's called. Okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> huh.